0: thanks for sparing us some time down here at Colney today, you've shown us around. the facilities are coming on uh, unbelievably, it just underlines the club feels like it's moving forward on and and off the pitch, but let's just start with, if we can because the dust has now settled, the players have gone away, your reflections and has it actually hit you? Has there been a moment since Villa, quiet moment, where you could reflect yourself and, and just what you've achieved, not just you but the whole team here on and off the pitch, has there been period really
1: to sink, let it all sink in yeah I, I think it's it's definitely sort of sunk in now um, you know it's a bit surreal at first I've got to say after the Blackburn game that, that was surreal um, because it's like it almost felt a bit of a dream I don't know it almost felt like talking about myself it almost felt like you weren't there but you see it was a bit weird it was a bit like you know a sort of walking around in a bit of a zombie sort of it was all happening as if I was watching it on telly myself Um, and then you know the same obviously at Villa Park and the parade and stuff was was special and it was great to see you know so many people out to watch and you know you saw how much this club meant to so many different people but you know how many of the the staff and players got to celebrate that and and, you know really enjoy it which was which was great to to, for me to watch but they, I think yeah, I think it's sunk in now. I think um, you have that sort of time to reflect and you know speak to your family and, and friends and stuff like that, and some conversations with Daniel and Delia and other sort of staff members, and you know you sort of step back and go, crikey, you know we've we've, a pre- we've achieved um, a pretty special feat, and i was so glad for everyone connected with the club that we went and did it in style by winning the league, winning an iconic stadium that Villa Park is, and um, great credit to their supporters and their club. On how they treated us, and I'm delighted that they've joined us because you know they, they tr- treated us with unbelievable class on that day, um, and probably showed why they're such a big club is when they act like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been great, and you know it's it's um, it's special, you know, and, and these things which don't happen every day in your life, and I think you've got to sit back, you've got to enjoy it, um, but then you have to learn from it as well. And, and straight away, to be honest, we met on the uh, when was prayed on the Monday, on the Tuesday, Wednesday, Daniel, myself, all the staff, we went away. Uh, locked ourselves away as we did last year, um, and reflected on the season and, and what we've done well, what we need to still develop on, what are we thinking ahead. Because you know, it's great what's happened, but that only lasts for so long, and we've got to start sort of looking forward. And we've got a plan, and, and we've not got to treat it like a like it's something you know, like we've won a raffle or, or you know, something to be there. We've got to truly believe that we we're good enough to get there, um, and we can be good enough to go and, and thrive and do well there. Whether that ends up. Being good enough to stay in the league who knows but you know we've got to go there and we've got to work as if like we deserve to be there and you know we've got to raise our standards and all our behaviors and everything to uh to help us achieve the sort of next sort of objective
0: yeah and following on from there you touch on it you know get away from this feeling that you've won a lottery or won a raffle ticket talking of the amounts of money just dispel some of the myths because again i'm watching the the playoff game at villa derby the other day and they're they're talking about the £170 million match. So there will be, inevitably, maybe still some Norwich fans who think that amount of money is going to hit this club's football uh, bank account at some point over the summer and then you can go out and spend that amount of money. But just frame, if you can, what exactly you have got and that it isn't £170 million burning a
1: hole in your back pocket? No, I mean fundamentally the figures are pretty close but they come to you over a period of three years so by getting there you guarantee obviously your year one Premier League money, year two parachute, year three parachute assuming that you're sort of relegated so you're guaranteed that that's, that's sort of locked in but you get that over the sort of three years um, the, the thing which people forget is that 80% of the, the players have uplifts in their contract so straight away our wage bill will jump considerably um, and well-deserved by the way um, there's also a big bonus to be paid for the players to get there again well-deserved well, well deserved and, the, and the staff um, you've also got the contingency payments of players we've bought maybe players that have been bought previously even as far ago as four years ago you know, you'll have it in some of the transfer dealings in the event the club's promoted to the Premier League, you'll get X. So when you put all that together, you have a big chunk of money which goes out straight away, which you don't even see. It's like, you know, don't get me wrong, you've got, you're not begrudging paying it because it's sort of, you know, you've achieved promotion. Also, obviously, we've um, paid the bond back, uh, which is a considerable amount of money as well um, to pay for our facility, which is, again, that was a great for us to be able to pay that because we've genuinely got something to show for this promotion. Whatever happens in the future now, um, to any of us who have been part of this, it's like, we can always look back and go, oh look, we transformed the training ground as a self-funding club. It wasn't, you know, someone didn't come and pay it for us. We we had to be creative of how we did it and and we've achieved it all together. So that's brilliant. So straight away, so much money goes and and no doubt when we announce our accounts in um, towards the AGM in November, this promotion will end up meaning we've lost a lot of money for this year it ends up rebalancing itself the next year with you make a load but that's just a fact so you know I've I've come on record before you know we'll have probably the lowest budget ever uh, as a promoted side because for two reasons partly we'll choose to have that because we could go and spend our money for the next three years because there's lots of banks who will say oh because you've got that coming yeah spend it spend it because you know they've got guarantees but it's what happens after year three and if you look at what myself steve stone and ben Dack and all the guys inherited when i turned up 2 years ago we inherited exactly that a club that went and spent the money that they were getting in years sort of 2 and 3 which was fine no problem because if you win and you stay up it's worth the gamble if you don't you end up getting in a situation like us where you know you end up going we've got to sell and sell and sell and sell to try and make up for the money that we now don't have from the premier league so certainly you know on mine watch and, and i'm I speak for for ben kensel and zoe as well we've been very clear with the board that won't happen on our watch um because it can't because we can't put i don't tr- i truly believe we can't put people into the situation that we inherited um because i just don't think it's right we know this club's self-funding it's it's not just become that it's always been that um so it's not a surprise then that if you get problems by overspending You know that's happening so it's different if you've got an owner who's plowing money plowing in money and then suddenly he or she has a sulk doesn't want to put any more and you're like oh my god we've planned that we were going to have that that's different that's not no one's fault but i think when it comes to a situation where you know that and you go and take that risk we can't let that happen and um and if people don't like that i don't really care because i know what it's taken to get us back on an even keel and it's hard and i would never put someone through that um, or never would want to put somebody through that and if it means that we don't spend the monies that people think we need to spend um, to try and stay in the league or whatever I'll take that and go yeah but the club's in a much healthier state than it was and, and that's the most important thing the football club's the most important thing whatever level we're playing at history tells that this is a club that sits somewhere between the Premier League and Championship so we've got no defined right to stay in the Premier League it's not we're not I don't know Leeds United or something who expect to get there and then expect to get in Europe within six months it's like no we're not we're a club who we know what we are we're we're respectful of that we're humble about that and it's about steadily growing it and do I believe we can become an established Premier League club absolutely 100% I wouldn't be here if I wouldn't have left Huddersfield if I didn't truly believe that but we've got to do it our way Um, and we've got to trust in that way and we've got to not get caught up now in a sort of Euphoria of having money and all the rest of it, because it'd be very easy to, and it be, and it's tempting to as well. I've got to say, it is tempted to go and blow a load of money on a centre forward because it's there and go. I'll oh, worry about it in three years because I might not even be at the club, so it wouldn't be my problem. But that's wrong, and that's something we have to. We're custodians for this place, and we have to make sure that we leave it in a better place than we find it. And that's what I, and I'm sure I speak for Zoe and Ben, we truly believe in. Yeah.
0: So hypothetically, then, if I was to say to you. Could you sign a player for 10 or £15 million, you know, transfer fee, salary? It sounds like what you've said there is that financially it could be done, but whether you would do it given the repercussions potentially down the line, is that very much where your mindset is and your recruitment people?
1: Yeah, I think year one, that's very difficult um, to do it because of all the the payments we've got to make. I think if you stay there, you start doing that and... and, um, we could do it and we could gamble our money. It's like taking a mortgage out, isn't it? You can take a mortgage out for a long time and, and worry about it in the future, but we've got to make a decision, is that the right thing for our club? And, and we don't believe it is, so we won't be doing that. So, you know, when I see us linked with goalkeepers for 15 million pounds, it's I just smile and go, wow, that's just unbelievable. Who, who even comes up with it? Um, because why, why would we do that? You know, why would we do that? It's it's not right. And we've got, a. everyone told us it'd be impossible to get promoted doing it our way. And we've got promoted, and we've won the league, doing it our way. So we haven't just scraped through. We haven't been lucky. You don't win the league. You're not lucky to win the league. Um, So we've got to continue believing that that's got to be the way for our club. And you know that's where we have to be then strong as a group. And you know Daniel as a head coach, he understands that. He's not a guy under pressure. He knows that he's not going to get the sack if we have a poor start to the Premier League. Because well, no, we know what we are. And you know we spend a lot of time. I read a, a. an interesting saying the other day which I thought probably summed us up perfectly and it says you know invest more time in the root rather than the fruit and I think that's us and we've got to spend more time in building the foundation constantly and on that rather than just worrying about Saturday at 3 o'clock and what that looks like because we can do that and you can still fail and I think um, I think Fulham this year without knowing the ins and out because we're not there I think was a great reminder for clubs like ourselves of you know what, you can spend a hundred million and look what can happen and I think sometimes when that happens it really helps maybe us because I think people go oh yeah, we don't want to do that um, so I think it's about it's just about trying to be smart and, and be brave and sort of stick with what we're doing and back the people who have got us there as well. I think this group majority of this group deserves a real opportunity and a crack at it and, and I believe we've got players who are good enough to be Premier League players because you know um, I know the phone calls I get about them so it's um, you know, we've yeah we've got a back that we you know this group can be good enough to go and have a good go as well.
0: Touched on uh, getting linked with some rather expensive players. Is it? I think I think at the last count we've counted up about 50 players you've been linked <laughs> with since the end of the season. Is there any that just made you like laugh out loud? More outlandish ones.
1: Um. Yeah, and Minaley was one. I've got to say that that made me laugh. Um, that's something against him, obviously, he's a top goalkeeper, but um, it's just the figures and it's like, on a goalkeeper, wow, you know, come on. Um, yeah, that would probably be the most crazy one I can sort of think of so far. I've had ludicrous phone calls and stuff off agents of recommending players where you're like, really, I had one call me the other day going, I think you can get him for 120 grand a week. I'm like, our squad won't cost us that a week, you know, like, it's, <laughs> it's just, but Unfortunately, people, because they see the Premier League, they just see the figures because they watch the, champ- the championship final and they hear that figure of 170 million. And I think they genuinely believe that you, that's just sat in a bank account. And you've got myself, Daniel, Ben, Zoe just going, what should we spend it on? Oh, I don't know. I don't, let's buy that or let's go on Amazon or something. And it's like, it's so not the reality. And the other thing we have to think about is if we go and sign a player and we give him substantially more salary than the current group of players, that could divide our dressing room, and we can't do that. You know, we've we've spent a lot of time here creating the spirit, the culture, and all all the togetherness, and all them things that we spend a lot of time talking about. We in one foul suite, if not careful, could go and kill that. Um, and we can't do that. You know, it's more important than if you know. And we've lost players this window already because they wouldn't fit into our how we want to do it. And that's fine. And that's where we have to be brave enough to go. You know what? You're actually not for us then if you're not going to fit in for that because the collective and the group here is much more important than any individuals because unless you can go and sign Messi or Mo Salah or something who you know would perform every single week because they're the best in the world but we're not going to get them, the difference between our group and some of these players, the figures can be different but then maybe the quality or attitude isn't and we just can't we just can't fall into that trap.
0: Taking that point about some of the, some of the more ridiculous phone calls you're having to field I distinctly remember you said, I think it was a fans forum event towards the end of last season, that pretty much 90% of your target list was drawn up. The work had already been done. So if that is the case, when you're trying to do what you're trying to do, that's okay. But are you finding that there's an inflation to a lot of these conversations in terms of the fees and in terms of the, the demands and how are you dealing with that aspect?
1: For sure, yeah. It's like, it's like a Premier League tax. It's almost like, are um, oh, you a Premier League club? Yeah, I know. your your player's still worth the same amount whether we're a Bundesliga championship or whatever. Uh, But there is that that Premier League thing from agents, from clubs of, well, you're a Premier League club, so we want more money. Well, yeah, but it's the same player. That doesn't make any sense. Um, And it is difficult to deal with. And and that's where, again, you have to be strong and you have to have a robust, strong sort of target list. Um, And you've got to be willing to move on to the next one. So, you know, I've had conversations in the last, since we got promoted with people where I've had to go, listen, thanks, but actually we're not doing that because he's not worth that in our opinion. It's up to them what people think they're worth. Um, But in our opinion, X player is not worth that. We're not doing it. Sorry, Mr. Agent. We're not paying him that because he's not worth that. Because you know what, one of our players who pretty much played every game to get us promoted, isn't going to be on that. So how can we bring a guy who's played at the same level who hasn't been promoted and pay him more? It doesn't sort of doesn't make any sense. So. It's tough but that's where you've got to stay strong to your beliefs and and you've got to stay strong to and if you end up not signing one player obviously we have we've signed Patrick Roberts but if you didn't sign one player because of it I think you've got to do that and that's why I have huge respect for Spurs and how they've worked you know for all the noise the last couple of years need to sign need to sign need to sign well they've finished I think third again in the Premier League they've just built a brand new stadium the training ground's ridiculous and they're in the Champions League final and it's like I think that is a real sort of Fingers up to the people who are like, you've just got to spend, spend, spend. Because I do think it's lazy. I think it's, it's so lazy just to talk about money and talk about, you must do this, you must buy this. What about developing the players you've got, the culture you've got, the spirit you've got, togetherness you've got. What about backing the players that you've got rather than just automatically going, oh yeah, we just need to sort of sign a new player. Back the coach you've got. You know, because the next thing we'll have is no doubt people going, well, you need an experienced Premier League manager to stay in it, you need X person or, or certain people. It's like, well, no, why don't we back the ones we've got? You know, the same with the staff and, and something we spoke a lot with the staff at the end of season meetings was you've all got to raise your level, but we'll back you to raise your level and you've got to do that. Whereas I mean, it's too easy just to use it as, well, you're at this level now, you need, you must buy this. It's like, well, no, can we turn Max, Ben Godfrey, Zimmerman, Jamal, Grant Annerley, all these guys, can we turn them into Premier League players? That should be the challenge, not just, I'll get rid of them all, let's just buy a new back four and hopefully stay up, you know? And I think, yeah, but you've got to stay strong to that and you've got to believe in it and you've got to sort of not crack under the pressure or the noise of, you know, the, all the experts uh, who are constantly talking on, um, on different TV channels or newspapers as to what we should and shouldn't do. It's like, well, we've got to ignore that. We've got to try and do it our way. And if that doesn't work, at least we've been true to our way. And at least we don't put the club in any trouble. And that's a, a key, key thing for us.
0: Patrick Roberts you've touched on him there first incoming bit of business Um, what have you got why were you keen to bring him into the group
1: yeah I mean he's a player we've known for a long time I've personally been involved in trying to sign him twice once at Huddersfield and and, uh, when he went to Celtic and here funnily enough last summer when he went to Girona and uh, they wouldn't let him come to the championship which was fine we respect Man City for that no problem so he's a player we've known a long time Um, the player that Daniel's obviously been aware of as well for, for a long time through that sort of process and and we looked at him and thought he's different to the wide options that we've got, um, he's different to Emmy, he's different to Arnell, he's different to Todd, um, he's had a difficult year in Girona uh, which we like you know and when we met him and, and was speaking to him he's very honest and, and candid about that you know and how much he's learned and how much resilience he's sort of built up through through a difficult sort of time um, and we look at him and he's got unbelievable talent um, he'll fit the group perfectly in terms of his personality, which is the most important thing is the talent's no good if your personality's not right for this group because it'll soon sort of force you out of it. Um, yeah, so we think, you know, we think he's an exciting player and we think he's got something really different, you know, and, and um, you know, we think the way we play and, and Daniel's ability as a coach, he gets the best out of ones like this, out of players like this. And, and I think the Patrick himself, Has had a challenging time, and I think he's ready to sort of show England what he's got because he's still not really played much in England other than at Fulham. So he played in Scotland with Celtic, where he did great. and then he went obviously to Spain. So I think there's a little bit he feels, even though he's only 22, that he's almost a little bit forgotten about in England. So I think, you know, having that sort of steely determination as well, I think fits what we try and do in terms of our recruitment profiles. And, and when we look at it, it's a, we think it's a smart choice. It's a loan. It's not cost us a lot. Man City have been very, very good with us, uh, which we appreciate. Um, and yeah, we, we think it's a smart sort of bit of business. And if you look at the sort of the budgets and, and how we're sort of working, There's gonna have to be two or three Patrick-type deals where it's not just going and spending a load of uh, dough.
0: And obviously that's a loan for this coming season. There was a loan from last season, Jordan Rhodes. Where are we at? Because there's been a lot of chatter in media channels about Mm. Norwich want this, Sheffield Wednesday want that. Is where are we with that in terms of Norwich's perspective on
1: potentially a deal now? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we never had the option to buy him it, in, in writing. That was never we couldn't agree that last summer, so we, we didn't have it. It was just a straightforward loan. So it's not like we've missed that or trying to renegotiate that. That never existed. Um, it's a difficult one, Jordan, because he, he did so well for us um, on and off the pitch. You know, in terms of when we talk about the sort of cultural architects within the group, which we spend a lot of time. Developing, it's so important that people get what we want to be. He was an unbelievable leader in that and, and people will never, unless you're in the building every day, never people will never appreciate what he gave to this club um, in terms of other important goals that he scored which are there for all to see. Um, so I think if there's a way we could bring him back, it would be great. Um, but at the same time, he's 29, he's got two years left on his contract at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, their valuation of him last summer was outrageous no doubt would be pretty high again this summer and it makes it a really difficult deal for us to do because as you said we've got a really small budget to go and spend a lot of that on a 29 year old who's got you know a pretty high salary it's well documented that'll be tough for someone who was a number two striker in the end in the championship. You know. We could be signing him and signing another striker potentially for the Premier League it's like then you sort of go in does it make economic sense Um, so it's a tough one it's a real tough one and um, because we'd love to have Jordan here because of what he brings and we truly believe he'd score goals in the Premier League as well because he's the goals are the same size um, and something with him he knows how to score and he knows where to stand and somehow when the ball gets delivered he's always there you know, and the way he supported Timu and, and Dennis was p- unbelievable. So, but I think it's a, I think it's a long shot for us if I'm if I'm honest, and it pains me to say that.
0: Todd well, one of your own, uh, you took up the option in his deal. So, in terms of there's a little bit of breathing space, 12 months more. But clearly, the way you work, and we saw it with Jamal, with Max, with Ben. If he's a guy you've identified as part of the club moving forward, then you probably
1: would need to negotiate again. I mean, where are we with that Yeah, I mean, to be honest, we've been in talks with with, um, Todd for a long time. You know, we first spoke to him last summer about his contract, Um, because as you rightly say, I'm a huge believer in uh, um, rewarding young players, all players really, but certainly young players, little and often. So it's, you know, I, I always say to a young player when they sign a contract, whether that's Max, Ben, Jamal, Emmy, whoever, you'll never have to knock on my door or your agent will never have to because they won't, your agent will never have to knock on the door and ask for a new contract because we'll come to you when you're not expecting it because that's just what I truly believe in and then, you know, the club truly believes in that and Daniel believes in that of we need to reward people and and we've tried to do that with Todd over the last year. Um, His agent and and him have had different ideas and we we respect that and it's no problem and, um, you know, they don't, they don't know us, uh they don't know me. Hopefully they'd see it what's happened to the, his mates to go that actually it's a club who are good to their sort of word and certainly look after our own because we do. Um, but we've not been able to do anything yet, you know, we're we're in talks at the moment again and, and hopefully we'll get somewhere. You know, I've had positive talks with Todd himself um about his his future because we see him a part of our future and he is one of ours and we want to look after him. But at the same time it has to be right for him and we respect that but it also has to be right for us and you know we're not a club who keeps people here against their will we're not a club who changes what we do just to suit certain individuals because then it doesn't work because then suddenly I have a knock on the door of 15 other lads going we've done that for him but you said you wouldn't do it for me and we can't do that and one thing which is more important is the group it's the club and if there's someone in that who doesn't want to fit into that well that's fine they leave Um, and that's just a harsh reality and we have to sort of stay strong to that Um, so do I think we'll get there with Todd yeah I do I do truly believe we will um, because there's a willingness from both sides but it's been a it's taken a long time and unfortunately we had no choice but to take the option up and we didn't want to take the option up we wanted to be going here's a new deal and it's announced and that's great but it comes to a time frame where contractually we have to do it Um, so I had to speak to Todd and go Todd we've got to do this now unfortunately and it's going to raise questions such as this so um, but we've done it and you know the main thing is now that hopefully we get his contract sorted and he's um, settled here because he's done brilliant for us Daniel and uh, the club I believe have done brilliant for him Um, and Neil in terms of when he went out on loan last year to to Fortuna Sittard so you know it's something where it should work because everyone's done well for everyone so it it always uh, confuses me a little bit when it doesn't work when it's like that
0: younger lads uh, you were quite clear I think at the end of the season start of the summer there's been no interest if there was we're not in a, any financial situation where we need to and they're at the best place in terms of their next step in their development playing regularly at the Premier League club moving on now a month or so are we still there with that in terms of those clutch of younger players you know Jamal, Max, Ben?
1: Yeah absolutely and, and I think the, the brilliant thing is here what's happened over the last year is everything we've spoke about with these guys has come true so You'll get rewarded financially if you do well, tick. Uh, you'll get an opportunity if you do well because the head coach will pick you, tick. And he'll develop you, tick. And as a club, we're actually trying to develop the environment and the facilities here to make you the best version of you. And if you look at what they're going to come back to on July the 1st, which I showed you before in terms of the new gym and the new facilities and new match analysis room, it's stuff which stinks of, yeah, this is a club trying to take it serious and trying to be the best they can be in the Premier League. So why would you leave? Now, naturally, there'll always become a point where people outgrow you or you outgrow them, you know, so there'll be some of our players, no doubt, in 12 months who would have been an unbelievable part of the journey who we might be selling because we might be going, we've actually gone ahead of you. But then likewise, there'll be some players who outgrow us and it's like, this a Man United want them or Liverpool or whatever, and we're like, actually, we can't compete with that because that's the Champions League now and it's the biggest clubs in the world. Um, but if you take this year, it's like, almost why would you leave? And I think, you know, all the conversations I've had with them as individuals, um, And with their agents there's no pushing from them you never say never if one of the huge boys comes in listen that conversation might change from their side or whatever but i genuinely believe there's a belief in this club and this coach to go actually we're going to stay here we're going to get an opportunity oh and the club are trying to get better all the time as well and i think um, that's a great place for us to be at and i think that's the one brilliant thing about the promotion although we're not going to go out and spend a lot of money we also don't have to sell, which is, you know, I've had, you've been talking to me now for two years, and every time it's been about who we sell and how much do we need to sell, how much do we need to raise, it's nice to be going, look, we've got our crown jewels and we can keep them, and we can continue to develop them, and we can continue to work with them. So that's um, that's a nice sort of place to be at.
0: Just what more on the current group of players. We've seen it now, Closer signed on again, Steedman, uh, new extended deal, Tim Krull, Mario Brancic, unless there's no. Advertised options. I think they're approaching the final 12 months of their current deals. Are those two players you'd like to tie down to longer term?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and we've had good talks with with, with both before they went. Um, and, and what we try and do, what we've tried to do here, myself and Daniel and, and Delia and Michael and the board, is create a much more environment where people talk. So where it, sometimes it's everything's through an agent, all the rest of it. It's a bit like. I can speak to Tim Krull or I can speak to Mario or I can speak to Max Ahrens. It's like, let's just, let's talk where we're all at. What do we think? You know, how are we going to develop the club further? And I think what's been so special about this group and what's been shown on the pitch, what Daniel's created with them is that unbelievable togetherness to genuinely want the best for the club. So when you then get into contract talks, it actually becomes quite easy because you're at a real level of trust. So trust from the club and ultimately myself, but then also the player knows that there's that trust and there's not sort of game playing because I'm not sort of sat up at the stadium and never see him and seen as a bad guy in a suit. It's a bit more like, actually, no, we're, we're in this sort of together and we can have a hard and honest conversation. So for sure, we'll, well, we're talking to both of them and would like to do something. Um, and there's others within the group as well who deserve to be rewarded, you know, and um, we're big believers in, in doing that. You know, we still got, a, it's a fine balance then about trying to keep them hungry. So rewarding, but keeping that hunger there to make them come on, push it again. Don't just take it as you've got a bit more money and get a nicer car, maybe a nicer missus, nicer house. It's like, no, it's a reward for what you've done. Well done, but, crikey, keep humble and keep working hard because the rewards could be even bigger um, further down the line. And that's that's a real sort of fine uh, fine balance we've got. But, you know, we have, to, we have to do that. You know, we've tied Daniel down for another three years, which is brilliant. With all our young players are under long contracts, which is great, and, and we want to keep that continuity because we think that can be a real strength for us. Is that you know not that massive upheaval of change of staff of players or whatever. It's like let's keep sort of building on that and you know looking after the ones who've done well so well for us.
0: Final one on recruitment. Observing you fr- from a distance, you don't tend to be a fan of getting involved in that late transfer window fever. If anything, you like the business done and dusted despite what we've talked about, about the difficulties, you know, now dealing with inflation in wages and fees potentially, would you still like to have the bulk of the business done, I don't know, before you guys head out to Germany, for example, as a a point?
1: Yeah, ideally, yeah. Um, The difference is, is there might be one or two we have to wait later, because maybe the prices will come down in some cases. I think it works two ways, either the price goes more, If if you were selling a prime asset, you'd be almost going more and more. But maybe if it's one who isn't involved in their squad, at the minute they rate at five million it might get to the point of actually towards the end of the window yeah you can take them on loan or take them for a million or whatever so i think there might be a little bit later it certainly won't be deadline day sort of dashing around and you know sky cameras here and all that sort of stuff that won't be happening but um yeah but i think the key thing is it's about because we don't need to do too much we don't believe it's not like we're sat here and we need to sign seven or eight players it's about getting the right ones well we've got to make sure we get the right ones Um, whether that's quickly or a little bit slower so be it we'd rather them be quicker of course so the more time the squad's together it's like Patrick Roberts bang he's here now he's ready for day one Um, so we'll get the whole pre-season with us the whole benefit of any team bonding stuff that the team do together out in Germany Um, any of the dinners out that the lads have you know we can worry about sorting his house long before the season rather than if you sign someone on the eve of the season Um, or I think we probably saw it with Tim last year we signed Tim Krul he was our latest one I think we did in just after Germany so latest July he only had two friendlies, Luton and Charlton. He was behind in training, and you know, by all accounts, he had a slow start to the season. And you know, we need to try and avoid that, um, of course. But sometimes, you know, things might dictate that it's out of our hands a little bit on that.
0: Talking a lot there about player futures, uh, you've talked quite openly and honestly about where you see your career developing. What was your reaction when you saw your name linked to Manchester <laughs> United?
1: It's bizarre because I went away for a weekend with my wife and um, my mum looked after her a little and so it was like, ah, oh, perfect, Let's switch off for the weekend, this would be nice. And we were watching something on my iPad just before going to sleep and the an email called from my sister, who I don't speak to very often, she lives in Gibraltar. It's a bit weird, so i watching it. And she went to sleep, I'd look at it, she goes, are you going to Man United? It's all over Gibraltar. I'm like, what are you on about? So I thought, oh, I'll Google it. And then there it was, and then I turned my phone over, and it's like ping, 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 ping. And I'm like, oh my God, here we go. That's a weekend gone of peace and quiet, um, which he was delighted about. Um, yeah, I mean, there's nothing we can sort of do about sort of speculation. Um, I'm sure if mine and I had wanted to speak to me, they'd get in contact with me, or they'd get in contact with Delia and Michael, and they haven't been in touch with me. And unless Delia and Michael haven't told me, they haven't been in touch with them, and I'm sure they would tell me. Um, all I can do is reiterate what I've always said you know, I I, um, I love it here. I'm grateful for the opportunity I've been given. Um, I'm unbelievably grateful for Delia, Michael and the board for the support they've given myself um, when it was difficult. It's easy now in terms of people giving you applaud. It's because we've we've just achieved something fantastic. But you know, this time last year, quite rightly, there would have been a lot of question marks over myself, over Daniel, over what we were doing. Is this the right thing? Is it the wrong thing? And um, you know, I never felt that support waver from them. If anything, that support went even deeper through the sort of difficult times from from Delia and Michael. So, and I've always said to leave here would be unbelievably difficult. Um, It'll happen one day. Um, I don't want to leave at the moment because I think we're still, it's still, I've been here two years, but I still feel like I've been here two minutes and it still feels new. And, you know, while the club is continually trying to progress and I think we've got a unique thing here where we've got from the board all the way down through the club, the supporters, you guys, Everyone feels like we're on the same page. Yeah, we disagree, and and of course we'll make decisions which people don't always agree with, or whatever, or will argue. But we're in a unique place, and and I don't personally, I don't take that for granted. I know Ben and Zoe don't. I know Daniel doesn't. It's a um, we're fortunate to have that because it doesn't happen that often in football. And um, you know for me to ever leave that would be really difficult and and I don't see that being any any time soon from my side different if um, I get a call from the dealer Michael later saying your time's up we've got someone better that's fine as well that that's, that happens that's life but um, certainly from my side um, there's no intention to uh, to leave
0: I mean I'll find on that you, you, you never come across as anybody who's particularly got a large ego or needs to be told how good they are at what they do but is it flattering when you see your name linked to a club the size of Manchester United?
1: Yeah, it has to be because you know it's arguably the biggest club in the world, and just to have your name even mentioned with them—that someone can come up with that—is of course, yeah, of course, it has to be flattering. But um, it's not something I really take too much notice of. If to be honest, if my sister hadn't have emailed me, if I hadn't have turned my phone over, I would have gone to sleep and not known till the next morning. Um, and it is sort of what it is, you know. And uh, but also as well, it's Man United, so it's one of the biggest clubs in the world. I'm sure if they were, wanted to appoint myself, they would have been in touch by now because I'm sure they've got a plan and I'm sure that plan is just ready to be executed I'm sure it's not going to be they're just going to appoint someone i mean a transfer window's opened, so it's not going to be just now and they'll have a real clear direction of what they want to do so I'm sure it's um they've got their plan and I'm not a part of that um and that which is which is fine um so yeah, of course it's fine you know I've openly spoke about I won't be here forever um but I see myself being here a long time as well. You know, when I left Huddersfield to come here, it was really hard to leave Huddersfield because the owner there and I still get on great. I had a little fallout for a while, but you know, that's back, prepared, thank God. Um, but I always said I wanted to go somewhere and have a good period of time there, not just a year or two years and then off as well, because I know that's happened a bit in my career and I needed somewhere and, you know, I found somewhere here where I genuinely can say, you know, there's been phone calls have happened in the last two years um, with different offers or different opportunities i'm not one i've ever even taken any notice of. other than i really appreciate you ringing me but i've got no interest to talk to you um not in a bad way but in a i'm really sort of happy and settled here sort of way and who knows that can change sort of quickly if people don't um don't sort of show you that respect back but while sort of dealer and Michael are the owners, that'll always be the case that, you know, the respect they show me and my family, uh, how they've taken us in, um, you know, I've got to repay them as well, you know, and and for me to leave now at this point would leave the club in the lurch and it wouldn't be right. And and when Daniel signed his committed to his three year contract, I gave him my word that, I can't give my word I'll be here for three years, but I give him my word that, no, I'm also committed. Don't worry, I'm here. I'm not gonna just sort of suddenly get up and leave. and that means a lot. I couldn't sit opposite Daniel tomorrow and go, I know I did say that to you and you signed your contract three months ago, but sorry, mate, I'm off. Cause you know, it'd be letting him down and, and his staff down. And, you know, I wouldn't do that to people. I wouldn't do it to Dealer and Michael. So um, yeah, certainly from my side as you know, I want to stay and, and if I could commit to be here longer, I'd love to do that, you know, and uh, I'm sure at some point the conversation will come between me and the club. It's not happened yet. Um, because to be honest with you, there's more important things than that than my future you know it was about sorting out Daniels it's about sorting the squad out it's about sorting this facility out um, I can wait because I'm the least sort of important in terms of that um, but you know when it does come you know I'm sure we'll get to something pretty quick because it never takes long for myself and um, when I'm happy and I believe in the plan and believe in what we're doing you know I'll, uh, I'm sure I'll be here for quite a long time
0: Final final question just give us a sense of The mood, you know, obviously the players are away, so it's very quiet around the training ground. Thank God. (laughs) But within the club, you know, is it excitement now going into what we all know is going to be a huge challenge? and, And you and Daniel have made it quite clear how big the challenge is, How. Different, the, the financial disparity will be between you and the other 19 clubs. To be honest, yeah. So, is it excitement? Is it realism? Can you just sum up what the mood is? You know, as you look forward to while well, the fixtures drop in two weeks or so.
1: Yeah, I think it's a bit of everything. I think there's a you know a little bit of dreaming going on, which is brilliant and we and that's important. There's a little bit of unbelievable excitement about some of the places we'll go and some of the players that you know our guys will come up against. Um, but I think there's a real sense, you know, and fair play to, to Ben and Zoe and the work they, they're doing at Carrow Road of, right, brilliant, we've done that, what's next? And this is just part of our sort of journey as a club. Um, and I think it helps when you have owners like we have, who are the, probably the most humble people I've ever met. That can't help but sort of spread its way down through the club um, so I think naturally it's like yeah let's party hard when we get promotion and, and certainly um, a lot of people did that which is great but then it was like well brilliant that's sort of part of the journey's done we're proud of it and it'll be forever now in history which is great um, but we've got to go and create sort of the next sort of bit of um, history and that's whether you're working in the ticket office uh, whether you're a first team player a physio or whatever it's about what's sort of next um, and, you know, what have we got to do next to raise our standards, raise our behaviours? You know, we're about to pretty much walk into a new facility as the academy and also the first team. It's like, well, as I keep saying to the heads off, with that comes a sense of responsibility because there's no excuse now. There's no excuse of, well, you know, the players aren't fit enough because the gym isn't good enough. We've probably got the best gym in the Premier League now um, until someone builds a bigger one. But so I think it's about creating that of... Yeah, let's not forget what we've done and that should always be, and we should always have reflect on that for the next, you know, during hard times next year, you should always look back and go, but yeah, but well, come on, you know, this is part of the, the sort of journey we've got to go through. But it's about sort of looking forward and trying to be even better than what we've done before, because if we only do as well as what we've done, that won't be good enough. So we all have to stretch ourselves even more and we have to uh, develop even further. And I think you can sense that from everyone, from the players, all the way through to sort of every member of staff um, that there's that genuine sense of we need to get better and you know it was really pleasing last week one of my friends was out in Dubai and he sent me a picture of um, two of our players in the gym, and I thought it' down, you know and it's like brilliant because you know they could just to be honest still be dining out on it, and no one would everyone would forgive them, but there's almost you could see it. and two of them were senior players um, who you think you know what that's what we want here is people are like, right, come on, we've got to go again. Um, and I think there's a genuine sense of that around. And even I feel it like a little bit from the supporters, the ones that I've sort of bumped into, there's a bit of, oh, that was amazing, that was brilliant, we enjoyed it, but oh, come on, bring on next year. And I think that's what we have to have.